Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Look at you. How's it going? Haley Seinfeld in the flesh from home. In the flesh from home. How's it going, guys? Uh, good. Dan says good. I can be honest and be like, it's going just fine, you know? Honestly. No. It, it, let, let's say, let's call it what it is. Like, it's not like outstanding, but it's, right. it right. could be way worse because the reality shared by our fellow Americans and fellow brothers and sisters all over the world, you know, it sucks. It sucks for, totally. yeah, it does suck. But is it... Yes. I want to dive into this story that you're telling with half written because I don't know what I was expecting when I like first turned it on, but it was not that it was, I was blown away. I was blown away. I thought I was seriously, dude. I was Dan. am, am, Am I the only one here? Because I thought it was bop after smash after like really fire. And great, Damn, you sampled you. great records, great taste. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I was not expecting that. I'm sure we'll go through every song, but as soon as like Man Up came on, I was like, whoa. Yo. Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, and, and awesome. Thank you. So let's start at the top. What story are you telling with Half Written? Half of it. <laughs> <laughs> um. This is, uh, these are songs that are about um, just a time in my life where I, dude, I was lost and sad and confused and frustrated, but then equally as empowered. And once I found myself again, I just gained all my confidence back. And, but I lost that. And, and I, I was working on a TV show at the time. I wasn't home with my family. I was just going through like a lot. And um, I, I, I was constantly right like writing things down of course but talking to the people that I worked on the project with um and just trying to basically I think we all have a tendency of of like rejecting pain right and and you just looking for distractions or looking for ways to fill a void um and I luckily had this distraction of this of this show that I was working on but I I my, I think everything in me was trying to like ignore and reject and be and, and allow every distraction possible because I didn't want to feel what I was feeling. But there was another part of me that was just trying to like hang on to all of it so that I could make music that felt or that sounded like how I felt. And I really feel like I, I accomplished that, which is a really great feeling. It, it sounds like the, the story to me of like first love, first heartbreak are you asking if that's what it is? I mean, I mean, I, I mean, that's the way I'm interpreting it. Their love is used in at least two of the song titles, right? And, yeah. And and my theory is like half written, so there is another half to whatever the story is. And yeah, like love could suck, but like eventually love could be amazing, right? Of course. Yeah. I mean, I think that you know any any form of heartbreak or you know breakup or loss in general comes with a lot of different emotions. It's definitely not just one. Um, and so being able to sort of channel all of all of what those were for me, you know, from being pissed off to angry to sad and alone and confused and frustrated and all that empowered and confident, all of that is is in this. So, and of course, yeah, I'll have part one of a two-part project. Um, and also, you know, everybody says there's two sides to the story, so this is mine. 
Well, or that, that's what I was thinking too, right? Because like, this is how you're seeing the whole thing. So maybe there is a different viewpoint or a vantage point, but you, you covered the layers to a breakup beautifully well. And Dan brought up man up. Like that song starts with tears. And like, you, you talk about how your family feels about this person. I mean, like I, I've never heard that really covered in a, a record like that before. So that's stood out to me. Was that, was that a hard record to write or was that easy? Because it's, it's made up of your views, but everybody else's views too. So it's a lot. It's actually, it's funny. Cause I, I remember when I played it for my brother the first time, he's like, Oh, don't bring me into this. Um, that was a song. The, the idea of man up actually came uh, out of a conversation that I was having with my dad um, about this person that I was going through this whole situation with. Um, my, my dad gives great advice and well, yeah, most of the time. Um, and I was talking to him about this whole situation and we were going back and forth and he helped me, you know, come up with just like basically the courage to say what I was really feeling to this person. And I said that, and there was just a lot of unnecessary back and forth happening. And there was a response in there that I called my dad and I was like, dad, you're not going to believe what this person said. And I said it, my dad was like, dude, this guy's got a man up. And I was like, that's hilarious. And it was all said in light and in humor. And we were laughing on the phone. Um, but when it came to writing it, it was just, it kind of actually just happened like the, the flow, no, like, pun intended but um just literally just kind of that first verse came out and then the rest of it was just like we had so much fun with that record and you know d mile who produced the track suddenly is like auto-tuning babies and like throwing them in there and just it just became like super fun and i think that record is you know it's it's it is a weird thing to like bring other people's perspective into it but um you know this was something that affected me so deeply that it ultimately affected my family um and yeah, but for the record, I was pissed off, but I got nothing but love. So throwing that out there. Is there a song off the CP that should be the hardest for this person to listen to? <laughs> I mean, I hope I hope all of them are hard. Well, well because like Man Up must be difficult because, it, like, you know, I, the, the mm. baby's crying. I, there's, a, there's a lot. I, there. I think that, you know, Man Up is ultimately just saying like, grow up you know if you claim to be such a man then act like one mm -hmm. you know own own up to your mistakes and and be honest you know i know that like obviously we've all been in situations where maybe that's not the easiest thing to be but if you love someone man you know what you're doing if you're you know what you know how you're gonna hurt them and you know how you're gonna avoid everything you can to hurt them so that was yeah but that's yeah, a hard message to hear sorry dan no, I was say I thought the baby's crying represented like this person acting like a child. I mean, listen, I think that you know th that's that's where a lot of the fun comes into this record. Um, again, like I said, it just literally became a, a matter of us like messing around with really fun and crazy tunes. And this record is probably the most different thing I've ever done, um, which is why I love it so much because it feels like something new and fresh and exciting for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 just saying that grow up and you know. Hold yourself accountable. How has your process changed since Haze? Because it's been a little bit since you put out a body of work. Um, I mean, I, I, the process has changed a lot. I think the fir first things first, I, I've realized 
or I've learned how to make the kind of music I want to perform. When I made Haze, I'd never performed in front of anybody in my life. So I got out on stage and I realized like, oh my God, these songs are really hard to sing and they're really hard to sing and move around at the same time. They're just like really high up tempo and um, the keys are, you know, uh, hard to sing well live. Um, and so getting back in the studio and, and sort of thinking about it from the other side and making the kind of music that I want to perform and music I know I'll be comfortable performing the way that the record is um, was something that I really, you know, wanted to keep in mind. But also just, I mean, that was, what, four years ago? I've obviously grown a lot as a person um, and have gone through a lot more <laughs> than I had at that point. So it's just, yeah. I think that's what this EP is really the most reflective of, is your reality. But I do think it's interesting that you talk about like the live performance coming into your thought process when crafting a record is it important for you to have an authentic performance where you can rely on solely yourself and the way the record is to bring it to life because you're talking about like dance moves combined with you know songs that are difficult to sing you might need to lean on a track in some places but mm. i i feel like you approach these things dif differently also because you're also an actress so is there some like there has let's bring me into your thought process i'm very interested just sorry as far as like the, the want to have a record that you can sing every word to without having mm -hmm. to lean on anything and while being comfortable on stage because it's it's like right. dude like a perfect storm is doing crazy dance moves having a really difficult song to sing and right. trying to engage with the audience like that's right. like that's not that's not easy it's not easy, but it is fun. And it's, it's something I feel like I, you know, get better and better at every time I have the opportunity to do it. But I think one of my favorite things to do is strip a song back from all of that, mm. you know, even production. And, and if there's a song that's still there, if it's just you, the vocal, the melody, the lyrics and, and say guitar or piano, and there's something there, that's something that's special. And, um, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these songs were written just acoustically, um, you know, long before anything was kind of put onto it. So uh, I know that, you know, at least I can strip it back and it still sounds cool. Um, <laughs> but that's yeah. a testament of a dope song, too. And the lyrical, yeah. the story you're telling. Yeah, thank was you. That, was that first verse in Man Up? Was that written as a poem? Was that written almost as a rap? Because you're kind of rapping, but you're not actually rapping. Right. No, actually, it just... It was, it literally happened in the room. I mean, when I, I wrote this song with my friend Kennedy and Brett McLaughlin, at like that was our, that was the first session. And um, I had this idea, man up, I was telling him about it. D-Miles was kind of putting together this track. And all of a sudden we just kind of started like, you know, with the whole man up melody, which is obviously very simple and like very repetitive. Um, and then when it came to, he was just playing this track again that was already so different than anything I had done. And it just kind of, I guess, pulled something different out of me. Um, I wasn't going to, you know, any certain kind of melody, any kind of R&B melody, which I feel like I, I instinctively will do. Or um, I don't know, it just it, it felt like a conversation. And that's just how it happened. Um, and But what's so cool is it literally like one line after the other. We were never stuck on that first verse. It's just like flew. <laughs> the samples beautifully done annie lennox right out the gate bringing uh, no more i love you's to life and i love you's I, mm -hmm. is there like did they present that sample to you did you start like how did that happen 
So I heard, yeah, so it was, it was presented. And when I heard it, I mean, of course that, that melody is obviously so iconic and that song itself, Annie Lennox herself, um, that when I, I love you to me is kind of the thesis statement of this whole project. You know, I was originally at the start of where I, where my head was at when I was going through this whole thing was I almost immediately said to myself, like, no more of this stuff. I've got to like take time for myself to heal. It's the only way. It's the only way I'm going to get back to who I am. I can't, you know, like I said, like I was saying before, I can't look for, you know, any other distractions in a relation in another relationship or whatever. Um, and so that, you know, when I heard that and when I heard it with that sample, I was just like, this is so crazy and felt so next level. Um, just because of how, where my head was at and how I felt like, I don't know. I, I, um, I don't know. It's, it, that, that song is so awesome. The sample and it's just really cool that we were able to get it. Zach Sancho. Yo, beautiful human. Real quick. If you're considering going back to school, you should ask yourself the following question. Do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Do you have college credits that you need transferred? Do you want to earn a quality degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of those questions, Arizona State University really could be the school for you. Arizona State University is offering over 200 highly ranked degree programs 100% online. You could do it from your home. The same place where we do everything now. You're going to earn a quality degree from a world-renowned university from the comfort of your own home. Totally on your schedule. If you want to learn more information, just text my name, Zach, to 35517. That is Zach to 35517. Learn for yourself why the Wall Street Journal ranks ASU fifth in the nation for producing the most highly qualified graduates. NY 87% of ASU grads are actually recruited for careers, real gigs, in 90 days. That's pretty amazing. Learn to grow, learn to succeed, and learn to thrive at Arizona State University. To learn more about ASU online degree programs, uh, just text my name, Zach, to 35517. That is Z-A-C-H to 35517. Zach Sancho. When you brought that record to life, were you in a place where you were okay with new love, or were you still in a phase of no more i love yous until i'm okay like maybe a little bit of both actually um and i think even like with the video um obviously like you know an artist can write a song i can i mean this i worked on this song a while ago and i can tell you guys that like yeah it's irrelevant whatever it's totally not but songs i've done in the past say on haze like i've obviously am i'm way far enough removed from the situations that those songs are about specifically, but with I love you, it kind of equally represents where I was and where I am now. In that I am good. That's in the video. Like the video ends, the walls come down from this confined space. I felt like I'd been in for a while and am currently literally in, as we all are coincidentally. Um, but I do feel like it kind of has carried over and is, has stayed super. It's just resonated with me for for you know, a long time, but, um, but I am good to answer your question. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm on the other side, people. (laughs) (laughs) Getting a body of work out, like out of your system like this, like it has to help a little bit, right? Oh yeah. I think so for sure. Honestly, just the writing process alone is Mm -hmm. so great. And I, I really went into this with, um, you know, I, I just want, I, I wanted to just be honest with myself and, and my feelings and speak my truth and not hold back. I think obviously it's, it's a weird thing to just like go into a session with people that you've never met before and like trust them <laughs> and feel like you can just lay it all out there. And I, I don't know, I, I kind of said to myself, you know, 
no one has to hear these songs. Just write them. You know, just write what it is that's on your mind. Just write what you're feeling. And I did, and now everyone's going to hear them. <laughs> what allows you to get to that point, though? Is it confidence in yourself? Is it confidence in your art? I think it's confidence in myself. Um, yeah. You know, weirdly, I I also came off of the show that I was working on um, was my show Dickinson. And this is, you know, it's a show based on Emily Dickinson, the greatest or one of, if not the greatest female American poet. Um, and one thing I, I mean, I obviously embodied this character for months, but she wrote about absolutely everything, everything, everything. I mean, I, I just... Anything and everything that crossed her mind, she wrote it down and fearlessly. Um, mind you, was completely forbidden of doing it, uh, but still did it. It was the only thing that made her feel alive. And I kind of feel like I didn't realize it at the time, but looking back on the process of having wrapped that show and going straight back to L.A. and straight back into the studio, I don't even think I, I took a week in between. I just went right in. Um, I do feel like there was a little bit of that kind of lingering, that that sort of sense of you know fearlessness and and just kind of going in there unapologetically and and just going for it honesty transparency that's like that's really fascinating that she kind of came through and kind of inspired that or fueled that yeah. confidence totally because totally. you you really do get into a character very very deeply i mean is was that process is is that is that a heavy process to take on I mean, one of the greatest yeah. writers to ever exist. Oh, man. Yeah, no, it definitely, it wasn't a light one. <laughs> um, one thing that was really great when it came to sort of creating this character um, was the fact that we were all very clear from the start that this was our version of this character. This was our interpretation of what we thought might have been going through her head when she wrote a specific poem. Um, you know, Elena Smith, who is the writer and creator of the show, built such an incredible story off of interpretation. And um, that's what so that was what was so fun, just having the freedom of being inspired by her work. And since then, I mean, because I then wrote um, a song called Afterlife for the for the show. Um, and we pulled up poetry, her poetry in the session. And it was just like to, to literally pull up one poem. And it's like, I mean, it's, you can write 10 songs off one poem. They're just, they're so incredible. That's very cool. Do, do you question any of the lyrics you're putting out in these songs? Cause I mean, you're really putting it all out there. You're not hiding anything. No, not at this point. It's coming out. <laughs> Were there any lyrics that you had to cut from it? Cause you're like, okay, maybe that's where I draw the line. Cause you know, whatever you say, people are going to create their own stories about your relationship from your own lyrics. Yeah. I mean, listen, that's, that's the, I mean, that's what happens. I think, you know, there, there are people that know me, know my heart and know that, you know, again, I can sit here and tell you guys that I wrote these songs when I was, pissed off and, and upset and really, really hurt and went through something with someone who, you know, went from being everything in my world to just gone. And, and that affects you in more than one way. And, and like I said, there's, there's a wide range of emotions. And I think that, listen, people can say what they want or make of it what they will, but there's no denying that we all feel this when we go through something that that hurts us and um 
yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I said at the beginning too, I'll say it again, I've got nothing but love. This is these are just these are records that represent a time in my life where I was just being honest. And I think that everybody's entitled to to being honest and, and you know, sharing their truth. Amen. Let's talk about love. Beautiful. Like like I like it's so great. Like one is it is considered a sample, right? Because you 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 borrow L is, but you're not obviously you change the meaning of all of the letters. I well, here's the thing. I I really had been wanting to write a song. I wanted to I wanted to write a song. Um, I wanted a word like a weird word that I could make an acronym, right? Um, obviously didn't get very far because I ended up with love, but I thought <laughs> at that point, um. What if I make uh, a stand for everything love is not? Uh, and then that obviously just all, you know, came from, from that. <laughs> Beautiful. What are you thinking, yeah. Daniel? Well, is it hard to get like a, like a, a Nat King Cole sample? Like, how do you go about that? I don't even know how that works. I mean, it, yeah, it took a minute to hear back, but <laughs> they, they, they cleared it. So <laughs> it took a second. Um, yeah. Okay, so obviously we're looking at two parts of this bad boy, um, which is, would you say, your most honest body of work yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Sure, for sure. Um, wow. What song should people listen to to best understand you? Wow. I, you know, I mean, I think going off of saying this is the most honest, you know, most personal body of work I've, I've ever done, I think there's... There's a, there's, it's all of me in every single one of them. So I think they're going to get something from any, anyone that they listen to. And by the way, the impact is better when you really soak in. There's only five of them. Five records I think was given to me. So like, mm -hmm. yeah, like it's very impactful and it moves. It's a very vivid Thank story. Your name, you. your name hurts. Really? That was, does, do you still feel that pain today or are you, or is that wound healed? Um, I don't know that it hurts, but it definitely doesn't sit the same way it used to. Um, and I don't think it ever will. I don't know. Maybe. I, I'm definitely not hung up on whether or not that's going to change. But I love that song so much because I do feel like it's one of those things where this is such a bad example, but it was it just happened to me. Like when you're when you're when you love a car, right? It's the only car or like when you're looking to get a certain car, it's like the only car you see. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When you go through a breakup. Dude, that person is the only the only name you hear. Your favorite songs are in like the most random places. Like you're just trying to buy some groceries and and somebody's like talking about like it's the weirdest most random thing but suddenly they're everywhere and but not everywhere in the obvious way. It's just like sneaking up from behind you and it's like it's it's crazy and it's that it just is that feeling that like I mean somebody's name right if some, that, that name comes up on your phone and you're like oh my god your heart skips a beat it's like your day just like went from one thing to now the best thing and i don't know that that name is your favorite word in the whole world and then suddenly it becomes something that just stings and doesn't sound the same it, it doesn't sound the same coming out of your own mouth you can't even you can't you can barely say it and then someone else says it and it's just like it doesn't have that same effect um but yeah, I yeah, I don't know. That was a long-winded answer. Sorry. <laughs> no. I, well, again, the the record is it it resonated with me because I feel that way. There's it's more than just a name. It's like every little thing that existed between 
me and this specific person. Like it comes up. It does. Like right afterwards, it's like a flurry. It's like you're manifesting it. It's like you're asking for yeah, it. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> because it's just like it's so in the energy that you're putting out there and that you're mm. receiving at the time. But like still, oh, my God, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Um, yeah, but you also say, like, it seems like there's a lot of pain and heartbreak in this album, but you also say you don't regret it. I don't regret it. Because you learn. Yeah, man, if it's good for something, I got some good tunes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the way, I love that there's not a, no collaborations, 100% you on this, right? 100% me. I've, I've had the privilege of doing it. I mean, it's been obviously a while since my first body of work in music, and this is the first one since that, so I... I don't know. I, I wanted to give people, I mean, I wanted to give myself the chance to just, you know, prove that I can, I can make songs by myself. <laughs> do, do, um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully with part two, there are, I mean, there's so many artists that I love, so many writers and producers that I'd love to collaborate with um, that, you know, hopefully I can in the future. Did you work with the same producers and writers from song to song or were they all different? Uh, no, the same, the same for the most part. Um, yeah, which is so awesome because I feel like for once, I mean, first of all, this was like the first time that I was in the studio for this long consecutively. Um, I'd always, you know, have a week or two here, a two weeks there, and then I'd go away for three months and then I'd come back. It's just like a consistent, I want to say like, I mean, it was months, um, and it gave me the chance to, like, learn the people I was working with and for them to learn me and, and get to know me, um, which is amazing. And now you see, like, I mean, some of my favorite artists, they, they just, like, they have their people, and they turn out these songs that you're just like, dude, they are magic when they're in a room together. And I feel like I found, you know, a lot of people that I, I you know, can get into a room with at any time or have anything come up in my life, I know who to call. Um, and that feels really good. By the way, like it's evident in the, in the music too, because it sounds like it's all one story. There's just, they all sound so connected without it being obviously connected. And awesome. the truth is like, yeah, you work better with the people you care about and that care about you. There's a trust there. There's an, an ease to be vulnerable, you know, and you, you, there's a mutual care. It's, it's really special. Well, yeah, I agree. You, you uh, Wrong Direction was the first song you put out, right? Yeah. So why did you want to end this EP or album with that song? For a few reasons. I mean, I think that I feel like that song really grounds the project. Um, it's it's probably the most raw um, of all of them, especially as far as vocals go. Um, and I also feel like I don't know. There are there are lyrics in that song, specifically the first verse, um, that I felt it was really important to end on. Um, the first lyric in that song is "I don't hate you," and I couldn't if I if I wanted to. Um, and obviously, in the previous records, there's a lot of throwing that word around. Um, and again, I you know was feeling like that was what it was. But at the end of the day, like that's that's where I stand. Um, and I felt like it was important to end on that. Yes, yeah, some of those lyrics. If somebody wrote that about me, I'd be like, "Whoa, I guess I should check myself." <laughs> Listen, man. If someone wrote that about you, then yeah, you should. <laughs> now, how'd you come up with that cheeky little title? How'd I come up with it? I mean, it's what the song is. It's what it's what it is. You know, I don't. I don't think I ever realized what 
you don't realize how far you've gone until you've gone too far, you know? And, and, and I went, I went so far, so fast, literally no pun intended, but in the wrong direction. And I, I didn't realize again, that that's a hard thing to pull yourself out of. And, and I was in a place where there wasn't one person that could say or do anything that was going to help me. You know, I, I had to do it myself and it was hard. Um, and yeah, that's, it's just, it, it is what it was. That's what it, that's what it felt like. So is this little ripped up doll on the cover kind of how you felt while writing this? Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, there are a couple, there are a couple, like, actually, I, I actually realized this afterwards, but I guess it was kind of always in my brain, but there are lyrics in some of the records that, um, I think it's in, uh, in love, uh, that I say you really pulled me apart like a toy you'd play with. Um, and I love that that sort of that kind of representation goes with that lyric. Also, um, I just really wanted something that was uh, like hand drawn. Um, obviously, we, you know, finalized all these songs not too long ago and got everything ready to go while being in quarantine. So there was no photo shoot that was going to take place or anything. And I just wanted like just wanted something that would represent, you know, what it is and something that could evolve with part two. So, yeah. Um. I'm excited. I'm excited for part one to thrive. I'm excited for part two to eventually be born. But is that the reality now that you're living in part two? Or are you? do you have the songs ready for that? Wait, say that first part again. You cut out. Do you have the songs ready for part two? Some of them. Got it. Cool. Did you write but I'm not done. I'm not, you know, still got some stuff on my mind. <laughs> did you write out this kind of full story at the beginning or did you write these first few, say, this is it, then let's move to the second half? Or is it kind of all done at once and you knew like, okay, we've got to split it up? Kind of both. I mean, yeah, I know where I'm going. I definitely know where I'm going with the rest of it. But when I, when I had these tracks, I was like, listen, I don't want to wait any longer. And as I continue working towards the bigger body of work and that album, which is my ultimate goal, of course, um, I want to put music out and I want to put these songs out that I, that I love and am proud of and feel connected to. So that's sort of, you know, how that, how that happened. Half written. That is EP. It is worth your ear. We're going to put a link in the description below. It is really blew my mind. Bravo. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I, I, I don't know. There, is it me, Daniel, or is there real fire on the CP? No, it's great. I was unexpected, which is a great thing. Awesome. I, I appreciate it. And Thank it's you guys. real vivid. The production's great. And, like, I mean, I don't want to be that guy that says this heartbreak was kind of worth it, but, like, it... <laughs> I think it was, but Thanks. more than more than music, because you know, I've never, I, I, I've been in love like once, and it broke my heart, and I learned a lot from it. But a part of me does want to love and be hurt again to keep learning, right? There is, there is an art to like, you know, falling and getting back up, because then, sure. you know, you figure out why you fell, whatever, whether it was right. the, the other person or me. There's still right. learning opportunities. Yeah, of uh, course. But maybe I'm nuts. Uh, I don't know what point I was trying to make, uh, but I, I don't know either. I don't know. Dude, this, I'm telling you, this EP made me think about myself in a really big way. So sick. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is. I am sick. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> no. the, the only other question I had is uh, you shot Dickinson the second season already, right? Yes. Thank so you. Yeah. Will the release of that be affected by everything that's going on? I, I know that obviously they're they've been in post production for a while now. I don't know any updates, which I am assuming is because yeah, of the circumstances. Okay. Yeah. And then the last question I had is 
What, is, is, have you heard anything about another pitch perfect, or is that just all up in the air? Uh, nothing I've heard. Um, yeah, have you? <laughs> is there no, thing? I haven't heard anything. I just know there was rumors like a year ago about a possible fourth movie, but then oh, it, right. it went nowhere after that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I haven't heard. I've heard anything. Mm. Guess we'll all wait and see together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be waiting. Haley Seinfeld. <laughs> I thank you for uh, doing this over whatever this was. Like, I'm still not used to this. It's weird. Like, you know, it's so weird. Your your energy is missed. Your 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 Miranda uh, uh, Miranda your Miranda impression is missed oh as well. Um, <laughs> you are a class act, and I thank you very much for giving us energy over this mechanism machine thing from your white box. Um, love and appreciate you. That flower is very pretty back there. Thanks. You know, it's temp. I got to put some vinyls up. I got my frames in the mail today, so it's all going to change. Oh, giddy up. You have like a project. You're going to decorate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, this used to be my guest room, but it's going to be a studio in the matter of a couple of weeks. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. So like you're doubling down on just at home living. Oh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm fully living you're, i'm i'm thriving you're sequ you're sequestered and you're just going to thrive yep that's the plan <laughs> all right hey i appreciate you thank you for hanging out of course thank you guys i appreciate it half, See you soon. Right, half the zp please listen it's really freaking great it's worth Yay. your year thank bye. you guys bye bye this podcast is part of the zach sang show podcast network